0: Tradcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Wednesday, January 30th, 2019. Man, the guy just doesn't ever shut up. You know who I'm talking about, of course, Jorge Bergoglio the man who claims to be the Pope of the Catholic Church, but is in fact an anti-Catholic infiltrator who spreads the doctrines of Freemasonry and communism. This past Sunday, he flew back from his World Youth Day Blather tour in Panama, and of course he had to give another one of those notorious in-flight press conferences. At one point, he was asked whether he might permit married men to be ordained priests, and the answer he gave deserves highlighting because it is officially a no, yet at the same time, it includes within it the very principle for permitting it. Here's what he said, I don't agree to allow optional celibacy, no. It would only be a possibility in very remote posts. I'm thinking of the islands of the Pacific. When there is pastoral need, the pastor must think of the faithful. And there, even though he technically says no, he has opened the floodgates to making priestly celibacy optional by introducing the principle of pastoral need. In other words, even though he said no, he really said yes, because all it takes now is sufficient pastoral need, and there will be your married Novus Ordo priests. And of course, it keeps going from there. If pastoral need can justify removing the celibacy requirement for priests, why should not some other suitable criterion also suffice? Why should only pastoral need be the deciding factor? In the end, Francis, or perhaps one of his successors, depending on how long God will permit this comedy show to go on, in the end, the so-called Pope will simply let the national or regional bishops' conferences decide the matter, and then they can make their own decisions on a case-by-case basis, just as with communion for unrepentant adulterers. Folks, they've been playing this game for decades, since Vatican II. So, Just be aware to watch for these subversive tactics. Francis officially said no, but in principle, he's already granted permission to make celibacy optional. Now, it's just a matter of time and of defining pastoral need. Do what you feel. Feel what you think. Think about what you do. That, too, was said by Francis during his press conference aboard Airhead One. And I think we can just leave it at that because we really need to move on. While the Francis show was going on in Panama, the Vatican released a message from Francis for the World Day of Communications. And boy, it is a doozy. In fact, why don't we play a quick game? I'll read the first part of the first sentence and you try to finish it in your mind, okay? So just ask yourself how you, as a Catholic, would finish that sentence. And then I'll tell you how Francis finished it. Here we go. Ever since the internet first became available, the church has always sought to promote its use in the service of... Huh? What would you say? In the service of what? Or whom? In the service of the Lord? The gospel? The salvation of souls? Of course not. Not for Jorge Bergoglio. Here is what he said, quote, Ever since the Internet first became available, the Church has always sought to promote its use in the service of the encounter between persons and of solidarity among all, <laughs> Well, Francis is a naturalist. If you still expect Catholicism from this man, I'm sorry, but the joke's on you. By the way, when he was in Panama, Francis said the following to the Novus Ordo bishops of Central America, quote, Even in the Catholic media, there is a lack of compassion. There is schism, condemnation, cruelty, exaggerated self-praise, the denouncing of heresy, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, don't you hate it when that happens? Really, this guy is so obviously not a valid pope that it defies belief that there is still any thinking person out there who would consider himself a Catholic and cannot see that this man, Jorge Bergoglio, is indeed a lot of things, but pope of the Catholic Church isn't one of them. All right. Uh, I can't dwell on this because uh, there's much more to cover. Yesterday, Francis delivered an address to the Tribunal of the Roman Rota, which is basically a Vatican court that deals with marriage issues, you know, annulments, that kind of thing. Here's what he said: "Quote. So as to be validly contracted, marriage requires of each of the betrothed a full unity and harmony with the other, so that." Through the mutual exchange of their respective human, moral, and spiritual riches, almost by way of communicating vessels, the two spouses become a single entity. Unquote. False. Unity and harmony with one another, whatever that even means, is not required to contract a valid marriage. But look at what he's doing here. He's using flowery language to introduce a destructive principle that can then be used, and you better believe it will be used in that way, that can then be used to grant annulments and ruin more marriages and families. He is such a little devil. And later in the same address, he says, Quote, We must unfortunately note that a couple that lives for many years together does not make the news. This is sad, while scandals, separations, and divorces do, unquote. Uh, No, actually, Frankie, it's not bad that good marriages don't make the news. You know why? Because that would mean it's a rare thing. That would mean it's special. It's not commonplace and therefore newsworthy. You see, news by its very nature does not concern itself with things going the way they should, the way they normally do. That would be absurd. When you look at the news, you don't want to hear that all trains ran on time today, that no plane has crashed, that the banks have money and the restaurants are serving food. But notice how once again Jorge Bergoglio is being a devil. See, here he's pretending that he's sad about separations and divorce when he just proposed a subversive principle to allow for more marriages to be declared null. All right, one more news item before we have to go. Today, at his general audience, Francis reflected a little on his World Youth Day experience, and of course he had to find a way to make a political statement. Here's what he said, quote, to see all the flags parade together, dancing in the hands of young people, joyful to meet one another, is a prophetic sign, a countercurrent sign, in relation to today's sad tendency to conflictive nationalisms, which raise walls and are closed to universality, to the encounter between peoples. Unquote. Yeah says the man who is the head of the smallest nation on earth that has gigantic walls around it and who is himself surrounded by bodyguards. Well, that's just amusing. And of course, we all know that people would no longer be able to travel to different countries and meet one another if laws against illegal immigration were enforced, right? Right. Heaven forbid we should have nations and defined borders. How will the Antichrist ever be able to govern the whole world like that? I mean, wouldn't it be easier to just get rid of countries and borders altogether? And now you know the real reason why Jorge Bergoglio opposes nations and walls. Tradcast Express is a production of Novus Ordo Watch. Check us out at tradcast.org, and if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novusordo.watch.org/donate.